0: Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behavior, sleep and more. It's the secret that every parent is trying to unlock, raising a resilient child, What does it look like and how do we do it? Anthony Saman is an educator, researcher and early childhood advocate. Hi, Anthony. How are you? I'm
1: really well. How are you?
0: Good, thank you. What does a resilient child look like?
1: Right. Big question and one that troubles parents a lot. You know, I do a lot of talks with families around getting their child ready for school and I ask them a couple of questions. And the number one question I say to them is, what would make your child successful at school? And there are three common answers. Number 1, I don't want them to be the bully. I want them to have friends and I want them to bounce back when beset by problems. Really common question. So what does it look like? And I think I've just touched on it now. You know, I say to people people who are resilient still walk in the rain. They just know when to open up their umbrella. What does that mean? It means knowing how to overcome problems in life. Understanding that you're not to blame when bad things happen as a child. And knowing when to bounce back when you find yourself flat on the ground, in tears or upset. And knowing the resources you can call on either internally as a child, like positive self-talk or thinking back about how you solved a problem before and how you can apply it now. Or external resources, asking someone to help you.
0: It's so, um, already I feel relieved because often I think as a parent, what I hear when I hear the word resilience is this criticism of parents that we're being too molly coddling, that we are um, wrapping our kids up in cotton wool. And while I don't know, I wouldn't consider myself a helicopter parent, um, when my child is hurt or in pain, I do feel a need to comfort them. And sometimes that means Good parenting.
1: Is... <laughs> Good parenting. The opposite is what? Look at them and smile. I
0: would say, buck up, little yeah. camper. I yeah. mean, I, I guess that's one thing that, that parents do struggle with is this idea that to raise a resilient child, you have to raise a tough child. And to raise a tough child, you have to let them... Fall over and fail, and what we don't understand is how to let them fail mm. well, I guess, without too much yeah. blood. <laughs>
1: yeah, if I can give you an example around resilience, and this is where we get it wrong. As an adult, your best is going overseas, they're moving permanently overseas. How do we get you ready for that? Do I say for the next six months, don't go see them? Get ready for them to leave you for good, don't go visit them. That ain't going to make you resilient. I'd say to you, go visit them every day. Lean into it. And sometimes we think resilience comes through detachment, letting them just work through it themselves. That's not what it actually means. You know, I think we confuse spoilt with love. Parents who feel really guilty showing absolute love for their child and people go, oh, they're just spoiling them. I said, no, no, I just love their child. That child is the bangle of their universe. And that doesn't make them have a lack of resilience Loving your child unequivocally helps them become resilient because you are an island of hope for them. So, you know, a child's on the floor crying, supermarket, 10 a.m. on a Saturday, like the worst time ever (laughs) to have a meltdown. And people say, just leave them. They learn to be resilient. Just keep walking by. Not really. That's teaching your child detachment, not attachment. You walk up to them. You tell them you love them that sometimes life is hard and I understand you wanted another piece of chocolate. Right now, we can't afford it, but I still love you and I'll just stand by you while you organise yourself. And there's no rush. If you need to lie down for 10 minutes, that's perfectly fine. I'm not going to abandon you. And as that child gets themselves up and you reconnect with them, they've got a story of success. That's teaching them to be resilient. Leaving them there running around to the next aisle and hoping they come to you, not that they've worked the other direction now, you've lost your child in a supermarket, <laughs> does not teach them to actually become resilient. And we get confused about that sometimes. Yeah.
0: You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Anthony Saman. He's an educator, researcher, and early childhood advocate. Today, we're dipping into the idea of raising a resilient child. And Anthony has already won me over (laughs) because this is definitely something that I struggle with. And it's interesting as well when you talk about um, what resilience, what it looks like to be a resilient person or a resilient child or whatever it might be, wherever stage you are at life. And you mentioned part of it is um, being able to keep going even when times are tough. Mm. And see, I wouldn't have said necessarily that I was resilient, but now I think of every parent I know pretty damn resilient.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Because we don't
0: give up. We keep going. But sometimes you don't see that as resilience.
1: Mm. And one of the things we can do is give young children um, emotional literacy. We've reduced life to, are you happy? Are you sad? And there's more emotions that a child has to experience. And naming emotions like, you look like you're angry. Are you disappointed? Do you feel, feel left out? Giving children language helps them then process what they're feeling. And I think resilience part, in part is knowing where you're at internally. I'm feeling like this because of this. And I want to feel like this. And then resilience is how do I get there? So if I can give you some just really quick ideas. And uh, it's some tips that I share with families. And it might seem contrary to what we've been told. But don't tell your child it's always going to be okay, because it isn't. And we kind of want to lean in and say, you know, you're going to be fine while they're on the ground melting, not listening, (laughs) having this breakdown, and they're not ready to hear that. And I understand that we want it to be okay, but sometimes it takes a while to get there. And so rescuing doesn't always help a child, and, and I can see why a parent wants to do that, because... Some of the research says we have a kind of attunement to our child. That is, when they're in pain, we're in pain. It's a transference. And so we want to come in really quickly and say, you're going to be fine. And sometimes you might say, it doesn't seem okay right now. You didn't get invited to that party. That must really hurt. Yeah. And just sit with it and let your child process that. Because if we say it's going to be okay and it's not for them, they're going to think something's wrong with them.
0: Mm. Everyone else is
1: moving on in the world, and what's wrong with me? That's counter to being resilient. Yeah,
0: it's interesting you bring that up. If I could ask you for another example, um, I was just saying that my daughter has coming back into school. She's had a break. She's had a lovely time with her nonna. Everything was going swimmingly, and she's not been a fan of going to school generally. And then we we're walking to school, and she says to me. Mummy, I just don't, I feel worried about going to school. I don't want to go to school today and I don't like school. And I could not come up with a single thing to say to her because I remembered that feeling of going to school and all of the platitudes that I was told. You'll be off, you'll be okay. What about your friends that are there? You love your teacher, all these things. None of that landed anywhere with me when I didn't want to go to school as a kid. And so I just couldn't find the words to. Support her in that moment. I mean, how would you handle that in terms of helping her then?
1: Interestingly enough, my second tip to families is highlight to your child while worrying is okay. It's a normal emotion. So when she's, I'm worried about going to school, you say, it's good to worry. It's just one of those emotions we have. But if I can share with you something, just because we're worried about something doesn't mean it's going to happen. You know, like some of us are worried to get in a plane. doesn't mean it's going to fall out of the sky. Worrying is just a feeling. You know, feelings are real, but they're not a reality. And I think we get confused about that. If I'm worried about something, it means it's going to happen. Not really. So when a child says, I'm worried about going to school, my thing to them would be, it's okay to worry. Tell me what you're worried about about and let's see if there's a problem that we have to solve. Ah, I'm worried I'm not going to find my classroom. Would it be helpful if we go to school a bit earlier, walk quicker and walk across from what room you have to go to to the other room and draw a map or take some photos? Uh, I'm worried no one's going to be my friend. Yeah, we all worry about that. I thought Jessie was your friend. You think maybe she forgot about you over the holidays? Would you like me to find her in the playground with you? And we can reorientate you into that friendship. So talking about it like it's a taboo subject, like worrying is a bad thing, just teaches people to shut down. Make it okay to worry. Yeah. So don't say,
0: don't worry. Well, how does that
1: work? (laughs) Like We all worry. Oh, there's a bill. Have I got enough money? Yes. Oh, I'm not going to worry about it. I mean, we don't want to become delusional either. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's so true. So just to summarize, Anthony... What would you say to parents in terms of how we can help our kids be resilient if there were steps that we need to keep in our
1: mind? Yeah. Number one, teach a child to be a thought detective. And what do I mean by that? Teach a child to catch themselves out when they're saying negative things. It's a really good thing to do. Like When they think like no one's going to invite me to a party, try to shift their negative into something positive. It's a really good one. The other one I would say is, let go of what if. What if this happens? What if that happens? I mean, adults fall into that trap all the time. I'm going for a job. What if I don't get it? I mean, what that doesn't help us at all. And so instead of going to the what if, go into what can we do right now? Because most of our what ifs are negative scripts. The other thing is don't transfer your concerns onto your child. I mean, there is something here about allowing children to enjoy life. Look, you know, to be honest, I don't know how I'd survive as a child right now with social media. Times are tough for kids. Their access to more information than what we ever had as children and, and the expectations they have on themselves are really huge. So I would say, if you want to teach your child to be resilient, enjoy being with your child and build a really good friendship with your child where it's okay to talk And they see your advice as something that's sound. So when you say to your child, you know, um, yeah, it does really, it's really difficult to share. I understand. I don't want to share my car. (laughs) It makes it normal for your child. But we have these huge expectations on children that we don't have on ourselves. For example, you know, how many times have we got speeding fines? Woken up drunk, a little bit of a hangover. And we say, oh, I'm never going to do that again. And a couple of weeks later. We overeat again, even though we overate two nights before. We expect children to be perfect. I'm going to tell them months, They're going to take my advice and all will be good. It ain't going to happen. I think you have to chill as a parent. Understand that some of these things take a long time to learn, sometimes longer than it you take to learn how to do a mathematical problem, because behavior is learned So uh, I think enjoy being alongside your child, make childhood a lovely experience for them and don't transfer some of your anxieties onto your child. Sometimes it's kind of good to lock yourself in a bathroom, scream (laughs) as a parent and just come out smiling. My father always said, smile and nod, smile and nod.
0: (laughs) I love it. Anthony, thank you so much for your time today. Yes, i welcome. That's Anthony Saman. He's an educator, researcher and early childhood advocate and director and founder at Saman and Slattery.